2: Hollywood swinging, baby. You heard me. So what's happening?
5: Nope. Okay. There we go. There she, she is. is.
2: Hello. Can you handle this or not? <laughs> I cannot, know. It's,
5: it's Tuesday. Why not?
2: <laughs> I, I just can't. Your mom is whitening her teeth or something. I, don't know. I never know what? what the hell she's doing. I, what do I, I don't know.
5: That lines up. Just your
2: teeth. Yeah, it's really great. It's a really a wonderful thing. Kristen Burt joins us. How are you doing, Kristen?
6: I'm great. Happy
2: New Year. Happy New Year to you. Uh, boy, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, back. You know, I do. Since, since this would be the Kristen Burt Hollywood Swing and Report, I have to ask you a question. I talked about it a bit on the morning show. There's this movie called Jexy. Did you ever see Jexy?
6: I have not.
2: It's Adam Devine. By the way, is that story true about Adam Devine, that he was hit by a cement truck and had to have 26 surgeries to live? What?
6: (laughs) I've never heard that before.
2: I haven't either. I wonder if it's true that Adam Devine, when he was a little boy, apparently, they say he was hit by a cement truck and he had to have 26 surgeries to to get back to being able to walk. And then he started doing stand-up comedy at 14 and started acting. Do you think that's true?
6: We can look it up.
2: Yeah,
7: looks like
6: oh, got it.
8: got an interview, right? He oh, went
7: so, under so, the, fir- yeah. the t- front wheels of a cement truck. He did? When yeah. he was 11. Wow.
2: And he did have 26
7: surgeries, Andy?
2: Yes. <clears throat> oh, my God. What a story that is. See, now, that's a great American story right there, because any dump truck in some other crap hole country, you'd have been dead. <laughs>
9: yeah, he said he was uh, on his way to the store to get some candy and rip pages out of Penthouse. Wow. No, I knew it.
1: Ripped pages out it. of penthouse. yeah,
9: like go to the grocery store or whatever gas station, like because you can't buy the Penthouse he magazine a
1: bag though. No, I have those... no
7: idea. Maybe not back then, I guess.
1: Oh, I suppose. I don't know.
2: I got no idea what's happening. <laughs> no doubt about it. But in any case, uh, this movie, Andy Devine stars in it, and it's called Jexy. It's basically Alexa, only yet I can't use the name Alexa, obviously. Oh. But Jexy is the, the voice uh, of his telephone, right? And she becomes humanized. And I would not watch it with little kids because it's got some of the most vile language I've ever heard. Because Jexy goes off the deep end every time he does something wrong. Uh, like he's at points, he he walks into this coffee shop and he's talking to this woman and he's really you know ham-handed about it. He doesn't do a very good. He's not very charming because he's so nervous talking to this woman. And as they're leaving, Jexy goes, "You are an effing douche." <laughs> <laughs> and she, she starts talking to him. She says, and it, as it turns out, Jexy falls in love with Adam Devine's character, and. I, I don't know. It's not a great movie, but it was quite enjoyable, but I'd never even heard of it. It Where came out in November. i
6: never heard of it.
2: It was on uh, Voodoo, I think. I think it's on oh. Voodoo.
6: Is it on Roku? Oscar season, so I'm watching screener after screener. I was like, yeah. I haven't even heard of this in the theaters. so it must have kind
7: of come and gone. Let's see. That's well, too bad, because it's pretty enjoyable. I'm wondering if it was like straight to video or today's Could equivalent of that.
2: Jexi. Um, a J E X I is how you spell it.
7: Release um,
2: November. Was no- October or November? Last it says year?
7: it was theatrically re- theatrically released October 11th, but I wonder October if it like, 11th, uh. went into four theaters or something like that.
2: Yeah, it made seven and a half, seven point <clears throat> $7. seven million dollars in its theatrical run. So no, probably not. I don't great. know what that's all about, but no, probably not great. But well, and
7: it's not a great movie. Says twenty three hundred theaters, so I don't know.
6: Oof.
2: Really? That's bad. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Um, why do you think it is that people would just give the stiff arm? Because the movie's pretty funny. It's not great, but it's really funny. Uh, why do you think people stiff-armed it? Because Adam Devine's a pretty big name, isn't he? Um, you know, with the
6: teen set, you know, because he did a lot of the... Um, what were those movies?
8: Um, Wasn't he Apple in Workaholics? I can't
6: think of
8: it. Yeah.
2: He was in Workaholics too. You're right. Uh, he was in Workaholics. He was, I believe, he was in Modern Family for a while, wasn't he? He was in one of those shows for a while. I know that. But uh, yeah, you know, look, it's 85 minutes long. You got nothing better to do. It's only 85 minutes long. You will laugh, but don't watch it around little kids because she calls people yesers and all kinds of things. Yeah. <laughs> she goes off the deep it's end. It's perfect. It's
6: perfect. Was the movie I was thinking of. He's been in those films. Um, but I just think he has a younger audience, and if it's not, you know, if they don't really care about that, I mean, if he doesn't, you know, if people aren't understanding what Jexy is, had it been named like Siri or Alexa, people would have understood.
8: hmm Yeah, Jexy's but i don't
6: think really Alexa weird was going to have been marketing too. Well,
2: the problem they have is they can't use Alexa because Amazon had never let them do that.
6: Of course. Uh, but I don't you know. Alexa I, I wouldn't started mean to calling people Siri because see... if you say Jexy, yeah. I'm not going to even look at the description.
7: Yeah, I didn't even know what you were talking about until you started describing it. I just
2: stumbled across it too. That's the amazing thing is I didn't, I never even heard of it. But I have always liked Adam Devine, so I figured, well, I'll give it a whirl. And Catherine laughed. It has good. I mean, the an example. This is like a one of the calmer things that she says to him. Uh, so he's standing in line at a coffee shop, and he sees this really pretty woman, and he again is really uncomfortable with that whole thing. And like the Jexy comes on full voice in the middle of the coffee shop and goes, "You need to stop ejaculating into your socks at home."
8: <laughs> yeah. said, God,
2: mm. that's real. Oh, nice. Well it's,
6: you know what? It's also because that type of humor is not very in style right now either.
2: Oh, it's not. You know
6: that like what something about Mary that we had for like and then comedy did it for ten years. It's kind of cycled yeah, out of true. that.
2: Yeah I, yeah, I suppose that's right. So you think that's what it is? Yeah.
0: Am I on? You oh, are. You on? Hi. Happy New Year, Kristen. Happy New Year.
2: We're just talking about Jexy.
0: Jexy, oh my gosh, it's one of those uh, bridesmaid kind of movies. Oh. Yeah, you know, yeah it's Yeah, the self kind of, st- yeah, kind of st-
6: sophomore humor.
7: Yep.
0: Yeah, yeah but it's actually a lot kind of funny.
7: Like <laughs> ten years ago.
0: Um, Hangover, what else did that guy write? There was, he wrote
7: yeah, Hangover and
0: another one just like were we it. Talking? Christian
2: pointed out the movie, uh, uh, something about Mary. That'd be a pretty good comparison with this movie. I
0: yeah, think. that's a good comparison, yes. It is.
2: You know, when she used the uh, spuzz to do her hair, that's real nice. That was a nice touch. Yeah. Didn't you think?
6: Mmm. <laughs> no, totally I'm talking some about something about... That kind of movie.
2: No, 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 no. That was from something about Mary. Remember, she did that in, yes, in something about Mary. I know, yeah. yeah that was, but now I watch
6: yeah. it. Like it was funny at the time, but now I watch it. I'm always like, oh, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I, I understand yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, it's, this yeah. one
0: I, they did a dick pic part piece, and it was they didn't need to do that. That went yeah, and they and they really showed the picture. Um, I don't know. I just think that was it wasn't the best
7: unnecessary.
0: Yeah, it would have it would have taken a movie that was actually pretty funny and it knocked it down a couple of couple of good stars for me just because it's just not necessary. That whole dick pic thing's getting old. Yeah, yeah, it, is. <laughs> yeah. it
2: kind of is, isn't it? No, I could see that. That's probably true. I, I don't know. Yeah, it, but I, like I said, for a movie I'd never heard of, eighty-five minutes long. I, I you know, if you're just looking to have some laughs over some really yeah. stupid humor, it
0: was it was silly. I mean, yeah, silly, there were parts yeah. where you laughed out loud. It was good. It is in true. Way. <laughs> uh,
2: okay, so there's, uh, now this just popped up on my screen. The New Yorker is out with a profile of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez after her first year in office, and the progressive does not sound thrilled about being in the same party as moderates, such as, say, Joe Biden. <laughs> Reporter David Friedlander, I thought his name was Friedlander, it's Freelander. Oh, well. Uh, asked about her hypothetical role in Congress if Biden were president. And this is the response. Oh, God, she said with a groan, in any other country, Joe Biden and I would not be in the same party. But in America, we are. Her point is that the progressive wing of the party is miles apart from moderates and even further from its conservative fringe, which she likens to a Tea Party of the left. She Could she be a bigger asshole, do you think?
6: Well, I, you know what? No, I I don't think she's oh. wrong. Maybe the delivery stinks, but I don't think she's wrong.
2: She's wrong about what? Oh, that she wouldn't. I don't do think the same she's party. wrong
6: about the classification in that uh, the progressive left and say the moderate left are really two different parties. Um, yeah. As would be the far right and a moderate um, Republican would yeah. be two different parties. I do agree with like the scope of the idea. I don't agree with the delivery because I'm like. If yeah. you know, Biden is going to be your party's candidate, you should be throwing your support behind him, or whomever it is, Right. Then, uh, right. if you don't want to deal with Donald Trump again. Do
2: you see that yeah. Julian Castro's tr- working really hard to be Elizabeth Warren's vice presidential pick?
6: Yeah, well, it pretty much seems like Biden's going to pick uh, Kamala Harris, and that Warren would probably pick Castro. And it, to them, it's about checking off boxes. Because we've, we've gone to a place where it's like you need a female on the ticket. Um, you need some type of diversity on the ticket. So if you have Elizabeth Warren, who's a white, you got Julian Castro, who um, brings in the Latino vote, Kamala Harris, uh, a woman of color. She also checks off the California box. She's a female. And then you got Biden. You know, and that's, the way, that's the way everyone is
8: looking at it.
2: It's a puzzle. Piece. Don't you think that that's a, that's a huge mistake? Because basically, if we're trying to get to a place where everybody gets treated the same, to just appoint someone because of their skin color is what white people used to do. So why are we still doing that?
0: I don't know if that's true anymore. I don't know if everybody wants to be treated the same.
2: No, they don't. Well, that's unfortunate. No, everybody should... wants to have their own little... Yeah. You should Everyone your wants, your own wants to be special. Yep. I suppose. I don't know. But it, that, that, I find that to be odd that all of a sudden... Uh, doing exactly what the people you dislike did, only with a different skin color, makes no sense to me. If you didn't like the idea, why are you repeating it?
0: Where did we ever, um, in the last 50 years, have any common sense left in America? Well, that's
2: true. No, so that's <laughs> the whole just argument. There isn't any. There's no common it's sense like left. It's like
0: AOC right. yelling about people accepting money from billionaires when she didn't even remember that she, she accepted money from billionaires. It's like, you got to know what you're talking about once in a while. But they they don't, and nobody cares.
2: Well, I I just didn't understand what she meant by that whole thing. But I suppose I don't know. Something is beeping really loud. It's the call waiting.
7: There it is. Mm
2: -hmm. Oh, it's call waiting? Oh, that's what that is, call waiting? Uh
7: And I can't turn that
2: off, I don't think. That's fine. As long as I know what it is, I don't care. It's only a a real quick beep. As long as I know what it is, it's not going to bother me. Um, So, yeah, I just saw the AOC thing, and I didn't really understand any other country. I wouldn't be in Biden's party, but... Look, this is not Italy. What do they have in Italy, like 22 parties?
0: I think there's <laughs> 11, 11 that are taken seriously, and I think there's 17 total.
2: <laughs> 17 total? There might okay. be more. I don't know. Uh, there might be a few parties. Well, good for those kids, you know, get everybody uh, taken care of, and everybody gets a, a, a time at the plate, don't you think? Right? Yeah.
6: Sure, yeah. I mean, I think we could. I think we would be better off with more than two parties. Um, that yeah, dominated, but I don't think that's going to happen anytime
2: soon. Well, that's unfortunate because I think you're right. It'd be better if we had like four or five different parties. If we had the far left, the Democrats, the center, the Republicans, and the far right, we should have five yep. parties. You're right. We should. Yeah. Because Maybe I feel represented
6: finally. <laughs> you know, when you're stuck yeah. up in the middle, it's kind of like I don't know what's going on.
2: I mean, one of the problems I do have, Kristen, is my mother was an, uh, a big-time Democrat. She loved the Democratic Party. You know, she's Roman Catholic, so she loved the Kennedys. You know, she just, she loved being a Democrat. But this party doesn't re- resemble my mother's Democratic Party at all. Uh, what she would consider the conservative left uh, is what the Democratic Party used to be, right?
8: Mm-hmm.
2: So I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we should. We should talk about having five parties and then no one would ever win. So we could rule by committee. We could elect all five people and then you can argue amongst yourselves like you do on CNN and Fox right now. That'd be good.
6: Everyone would be
2: a pundit. Yeah, everyone's a pundit. I don't know. We get a lot of response on the morning show from people just talking about the fact that it's like, hey, look, you let them say whatever they want, let them do whatever they want, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just, the whole thing is ridiculous. What I really like, though, and I'll move on from here, I love it when somebody says, that's the worst idea I've ever heard in my life, and this is going to hurt America. This is bad for America. And then they play audio of you 24 months ago saying the same exact thing. (laughs) (laughs) I I just love that. Well, you said it 24 months ago. No, I didn't. Well, I've got video of you doing it.
8: I love that. We got that
2: the <laughs> <laughs> oh, It's a terrible idea that apparently I had twenty four months ago. But in any case, we'll keep an eye on that whole thing. I, I just I'm fascinated by that whole deal. What is O I T N B? What is that? Does anybody know Orange what that is? Orange is the new black. Oh, oh Orange is the new Orange. black. You're absolutely. Apparently, right. apparently one of uh, one of the actresses on uh, Orange is the new black is is going to leave America because this is war. Mm. Yael Stone, do you know who Yael Stone is?
6: Yes,
2: yeah. okay. she's a she tiny little one on
6: the
2: show. Oh, is she really?
6: Yeah, she's super she said tiny. She'll she's Her like a little itty bitty one. Um, oh, okay. Yeah,
2: yeah. She just said she's going to go back to Australia and stay there. She doesn't want to live in America anymore.
6: Okay. <laughs> see ya. Now, I mean, I, have she seen Australia? Yeah. Australia's <laughs> on fire right now. So yeah, Australia's on fire.
2: It's a good point. It's a good point that Australia's on fire right now. But you know, whatever works. Andy, what's your what's your minute count? Because I forgot to set my clock. I forgot to do
7: that. About a here. minute over.
2: Oh, we are already. Yep. All right, we'll take a break and be right back in a couple minutes more with Kristen Burton. We want to get to the all important. Kristen Burt take on Ricky Gervais, and I can't mm. wait to hear it. This would be yeah. terrific. We'll be right back with the family. Dan Chesky's here from Dan's Southside Marine. It won't be long now until we start seeing boats on the water. Warmer temps and open water are coming soon, Tom. We have inventory in stock now from Alumacraft, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou with more arriving daily. What's the secret to finding a boat you're looking for this year, Dan? at its lowest price ever, these sheets are sixty percent off, coming in as low as thirty nine ninety nine with promo code TOM. A land down under? Yep. For is that for O I T N B <laughs> or whatever the hell it was?
9: Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I feel bad for Australia. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, well, exactly. It
1: did rain there. It's raining there. Yeah. So.
9: Trying to save the koala bears.
1: Yeah, that would draining. be good. <laughs>
2: that would be good. All right, Kristen. I ever since I saw this, he's, I've always loved Ricky Gervais. Anything. I think he's one of the most. He's one of the funniest human beings alive. I love his take. He is very bold. He will not back down from any topic. I've always loved his TV shows, no matter what they are. We're, please tell me you were at the Golden Globes.
6: I was not at the Golden Globes. I was on my last day of vacation. Um, but I did watch it, and I thought Va- what, it was funny. Wait, wait,
2: Vacation from what?
6: <laughs> Christmas vacation.
2: Vacation from what, though? Don't you have to have a real job to go on vacation?
6: <laughs> I hope I have a real job.
2: <laughs> she just starts laughing. <laughs> um, in any case, you did see, did you watch it on television? I,
6: yeah, I did watch it that night.
2: I think he is—he's at the top of his game right now because he went after everybody. I—I I, I came in a limo tonight, and the license plate was made by Felicity Huffman. That is a very
6: <laughs> that funny that's hilarious. <laughs> that's
2: a
0: very—that's a good joke. one.
2: I—I don't know where to start because so many of his lines were just <laughs> wonderful. Did what did you have any favorites? Anybody uh, in Studio A? Did you—did you have any favorites that he said? I thought it was wonderful. Anyone? No,
9: I don't, nothing. I don't, like no. saw like the highlights of it. I thought overall, yeah, it was very funny and very well put together. And I'd like more his reaction afterwards, like explaining what all the bleeps were and, and things like that.
2: I love this line right here. Uh... Many talented people of color were snubbed in major categories, Gervais said. Unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about that. The Hollywood foreign press are all very, very racist. <laughs>
8: <laughs> and
2: he also said something about, I can't remember what the hell it was, but it was not about people. It was about something else. But he goes, I'm not, uh, I'm not reading this. Uh, there's not enough diversity in it for me to read this. <laughs>
8: It was
6: perfect, though. You hit all good. the right notes of sort of what Hollywood is going through. And, you know, Hollywood yes. does have to make some sort of, you know, they do have to balance some films that do represent the rest of the United States just besides white people. Um, but, you know, sometimes Hollywood or, and any sort of industry overcorrect. So yes. making fun of it, I think, is hilarious in many ways because if you can't make fun of what you're going through, there's no point, especially in... The industry, because everyone's in $10,000 gowns, and across the globe, (laughs) Australia's burning. So you have to make fun of yourself. You can't take it too seriously. when There's a lot more, um, there's a lot of crises going on in the world right now.
2: There's no question about that. Uh, The Independent reports that there were gasps after Gervais said our next presenter starred in Netflix's Bird Box, a movie where people survive by acting like they don't see a thing, sort of like working for Harvey Weinstein.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's on fire. That's interesting, because I stopped (laughs) liking him a while ago.
7: He got very annoying childish. Oh, he he got so
0: annoying and so self-important. This sounds like he's back to what he used to do.
2: I just yeah. I love the fact that he's back. If he's back, I love the fact that he's back. Sort of like working for Harvey Weinstein. After the audience reaction, he added, and I quote, "You did it. I didn't. You did it." <laughs> <laughs> there are so many here, I, Kristen. I don't know, I don't know where to start. Stop reading because all of it and every line he delivered was hilarious. I, I just is it's amazing. Right. Well, it
6: was really sharp and it was really well done. And you have to remember, he's taken a couple of years off. I don't always think coming yeah. back year after year is the greatest idea, even though, I right? Think, you know, old school America is like. But Bob hosted the Oscars for you know years and years and years. I don't think we're there anymore. I always think like giving a comedian a rest and then bringing them back um, oftentimes makes it just so much more fresh. Um, and we could handle it. And we needed a laugh just because I think that the last couple of days were tense with. You know everything that has been happening with you know iraq and australia it just was a very tense sort of start to the year so i thought this was a great way to sort of just take some of the edge off
8: i
2: couldn't agree more and, and there were some people they showed some people in the audience this particularly old he, was, he looked like he was about 90 years old he was kind of a white-haired but a <laughs> bald guy with glasses he was not laughing at all. He was very pissed off about the whole thing. And I thought, you're the kind of guy who ruined Hollywood. You're that guy. You know?
6: He's <laughs> like, I'm just not yeah. going to sit here and laugh at any joke. It's not funny. Where's Bob Ho? <laughs> no, I am.
2: I'm very, very important, and he's making fun of me. Uh, about Jeffrey Epstein, he said, okay, spoiler alert, season two is on the way of Afterlife. So in the end, obviously, he didn't kill himself, just like Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs>
8: <laughs> people,
2: people started groaning, and then he said, shut up. I know he's your friend, but I don't care. You had to make your own way here on your own airplane, now didn't you? <laughs> I... Okay, Okay. I'll get off it. But I'm telling you, if you get a chance, read the whole thing because it is phenomenally funny. It's right on the money. He he was saying basically what everybody else in the world is thinking. It's like, you pretentious pains in the ass, shut up and do your
9: jobs. Right? Right. And don't cringe in the audience. Like, there's a comedian on stage. These are jokes, people. You knew what you signed up for when he gets on stage.
1: Tom Hanks' face was the best. Or make a
6: funny face. Even if you don't think it's funny, make a funny face. It'll become a meme anyway, and you'll go viral. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Exactly. All right, speaking of Hollywood, you're going to have to pay for this one, Kristen, because it's your buddy. Oh, good. What the hell is wrong with Gwyneth Paltrow?
5: Oh, no, I know what she do now?
2: What is wrong with her?
5: What'd she do now? Oh, you ready?
2: Oh. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, here we go. Gwyneth Paltrow is conceded making such grave mistakes with her Goop luxury lifestyle brand, CNBC has reported. After watching the trailer of Goop's upcoming Netflix series, The Goop Lab, some people see more ahead. The one-minute trailer for the six-part wellness series promises... <clears throat> exorcisms, psychedelics, psychic mediums, and energy healing.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: What
7: is wrong with her? She just one's attention?
5: Well, you know right. what it is? Yeah. Why exorcisms? What? I mean, I get energy healing. Right. But like exorcisms, that seems...
6: I actually am glad this is coming out, and I'll, I'll tell you why. Because the next big scam, because there's, there's sectors of the wellness industry that are legit and very helpful, and then there's sectors that are snake oil. And... What Gwyneth Paltrow is selling is snake oil, and that has been proven over and over again by medical experts, and maybe this will expose it for what it is. So let this come out and let all these rich people realize they have been sold a bridge that doesn't exist.
2: Yeah, it, it's an amazing, amazing story. What the, You know, you look at her mother, who's one of the most talented actresses ever born. I love Blythe Danner.
10: Yeah, she's good.
2: She's so good. And Gwyneth had a very promising career, and then all of a sudden she gave birth to an apple, another fruit, I'm sure, at some point. But isn't her kid's name Apple?
5: Apple.
10: Apple.
2: And Moses. Jeez. Mm. Yeah, thanks, Mom. <laughs> thanks. Thanks <laughs> a lot committed. for that, Mom. My name is Apple. I don't get it. I don't really understand it at all. Uh, the most horrifying thing about this uh, is the word lab, which implies some sort of science, which goop has nothing to do with. <laughs> Well, there is that. Yeah, she's just—I don't know. She's she's an she's an odd duck, don't Didn't you? Didn't she think? just
0: show up in a see-through gown somewhere too? Oh, is that Gwyneth? I, I
2: think.
6: Well, we were it? watching it. I said, "Oh my God, that is like poop color. It's like a brown, like baby diarrhea color." And then it was like, uh, oh. it was like that naked dress.
2: Ah. Uh. Okay, there are four women on the show, and there are only three men on the show. So gird your loins, women, because this is one of the quotes that Do women
0: have loins? I guess we do. Women have a loin, absolutely. The
5: fruit of my loins? (laughs) Oh, yeah.
2: Okay, you ready for this next line? This is the last one I'm reading because I can't read any more of this. You ready? Yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow said, and I quote... Oh, wait a minute. Uh, This is from a tweet to Gwyneth Paltrow. Every episode goes into a different vagina to leave jade eggs, crystals, and healing energies. What? What? Every what? The hell does that mean? I don't know. Does anyone know what that means?
0: Say it again. she's on psychedelics. I
5: think
9: she's trying to line her chakras. Yeah, she sure is. She, yes, yeah, she's lining her
8: chakras. I don't know if there's chakras Wait, up there. She, she said...
5: I am, like, all Which, about energy healing and, like, chakras, and I am, like, super into all that stuff. But she takes it to a point where it's like, okay. Uh-huh. She can't,
0: yeah, she makes a parody of it.
5: Yeah. Well, that's she what Mom I say about yeah. you. I, I know you do. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure most people think I'm but ridiculous, but whatever.
2: Okay, here's the line again. Every episode goes into a different vagina to leave jade eggs, crystals, and healing energies. So do they actually put a
10: what? Like is it
9: (laughs) like is they getting left in there? I'm very confused
10: well. in there? Well, (laughs) a Jade Egg uh, would work. Metaphorical (laughs) feminism. What else are you sticking
0: up there?
5: Crystals.
0: Crystals. Crystals. Oh,
5: I know that it. there are crystal dildos. That's like a thing. Of course,
8: yeah, uh, there is. What? Yeah. what? Yes, yeah. it's, it's weird. Hey, it's Alex, a thing.
2: Alex, what? Alex, do this not use show. the word dildo in front of Tevin. <laughs> <laughs> <It's been laughs> well, very offensive.
5: You're talking about putting crystals up vaginas. That's I'm what
8: triggered.
1: that is. Well,
5: I heard about the egg part. <laughs> oh, I just know
1: what that is. <laughs> they, people use it for Kegel exercises. They would put it up there oh, and yeah, pull it up yeah. there and sure. then push it out don't feel like why... I miss
9: the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's
8: amazing what we can do. <laughs> no. Why? I miss the good old
0: days. What? Well, you know they're going to be putting it up their other hole soon. So, no. <laughs> just a matter of time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know it's going <laughs> to happen. Uh, I see the anything people can do.
9: <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So, Catherine, do it. I think you've, you're into a business idea. You can get ahead of the market. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: You mean you haven't put this up your ass yet? What? <laughs> What's
9: wrong, What's wrong with you? you? Know it's
6: I'm all over
0: you? Instagram. Call <laughs> me old-fashioned. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a good
2: point. Just call me old-fashioned and everything else. All right, we have to continue on in Hollywood, Kristen. I'm sorry, but... Uh, well, you know what? We've only got a couple minutes left in this segment, so I'm going to wait till the, for, till the next segment so we can bring up another topic out of Hollywood. Do you think Hollywood is learning anything from all this, Kristen?
6: No. Uh, from oh, wellness sorry. or from <laughs> Harvey Weinstein or...
2: From everybody, from people making fun of them constantly because no. they're such idiots. they have been doing that I for don't know, decades. We
6: make fun of Washington, D.C. the same way. So Which we should, not.
2: by the way. We should make fun of Washington, D.C. even more than Hollywood.
6: Yeah, and Some I feel of the like things they, they get say into, now. I think they get into a kerfuffle more
0: than Hollywood does. Um,
2: yeah, you're probably oh god, I yes. Know. I think, I think
0: Washington is just a big old stage. It's just a big old theater. It just yeah, it you is. know just it doesn't is. have it doesn't have audiences in seats, it's just on TV. You think,
2: yes,
11: political theater as
0: I
6: keep saying, I'm like, yes. all
0: it is
6: political theater. It really
0: is.
2: I am going to call Gwyneth Paltrow later today and leave a message on her answering machine that just goes like this. Lick me. What do you think?
0: Yeah. He would I love get that. Arrested. What do you, what do you know? mean? It's from
2: the movie The Exorcist. She talked about exorcism. That's from the movie The Exorcist. Maybe she
0: wouldn't put
5: that together. Why not?
0: Yeah, I
2: yeah. think yeah. it was a verbal
5: Probably be assault. Probably like, just what a weird guy.
0: She <laughs> doesn't
9: come across as a person yeah. <laughs> putting things together very well.
5: Yeah. yeah.
2: Your mother does exorcism. something in hell, but I there's, can't say it on the show.
5: There's a priest in Minnesota that's one of the only people in the yep. U.S. that does exorcisms.
9: Yeah, yeah he travels the Where's, world.
5: Yeah. Wow? wow. Really? So
9: where's
2: he live? It's
5: only one left. He used to be a teacher lit? at St. Thomas. He was Dan's teacher. What? Wow.
2: Huh. Yeah. yeah. What did he teach? Religi- philosophy. R- religion philosophy. Religion?
5: Philosophy. Theology. Philosophy. Yeah.
2: Okay.
8: <laughs> <laughs>
5: Spanish. <laughs>
2: drive the demons out but, That's yeah, all he, we're travels, very, uh... he
5: travels all over the world doing exorcisms and Dan had a Wiccan in his class and I guess the teacher like went off on her. Uh, of course. he was like I know you think you're being interesting but like you don't even know what you're dealing <laughs> well, with here he's, right. he's like I've literally seen the devil and you don't need to be like playing around I'm with not that. signing oh, up my for that
9: class yeah. There is no way in hell that I'm <laughs>
8: going to Dan was in his
5: class. He Ugh. said it was great. He said he was a great guy, but yeah, exorcisms. <laughs>
8: mm-hmm. Rise up, demons. <laughs> no. I don't
5: know. Don't. Or don't rise up, <laughs> don't. demons.
0: Don't. Stay, stay no, in Washington stay. where you belong. Stay.
1: Oh, my God. Oh, stay really.
2: steady, demons. How about that? Yeah.
1: What is that funky smell? No, not about it.
2: Like, what is that funky <laughs> smell? All that racket upstairs. Is the girl crazy? <laughs> One of the greatest Richard Pryor bits of all time, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> It all works out in the end. How mm-hmm. about the fact that Greta Thunberg is now in an argument with meatloaf? <laughs> <laughs> did, did you hear? I love it.
1: He's going vegan, but he refuses to change
0: his name. Oh my gosh! Tofu loaf.
9: Yeah, tofu loaf. <laughs> tofu loaf. <laughs> tofu loaf. I like Tof loaf.
5: Beyond meatloaf, yeah. he's Beyond. going vegan. Why? I don't know. So why vegan. is? He, oh, it's like a joke. I'll
9: it say, if he be... changes his name, he could probably get a hell of an endorsement deal from, like, yeah, Impossible beyond or, like Oh, absolutely. Should
1: or <laughs> they butcher should totally
0: be on Meatloaf. Totally.
8: Yep. Oh, oh, Beyond absolutely. Meatloaf's a great name.
0: Yeah, That's what I just said three times.
2: No, I'm saying it's a Hello. great name. We're
0: agreeing with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're agreeing oh, with you, you big baby. I thought everybody was taking credit as usual.
2: yes. Yes. I once said, "Tom, you're a jackass." No, wait a minute—that was Catherine that said that, not me.
0: That's—you went too far.
2: Oh yeah, okay.
0: it's Jude's birthday.
2: It Happy is Judy's birthday, birthday. Six,
0: Jude! He's six years old. Do you believe it? Judy
2: is already six. The, the oldest,
0: oldest man. man for all the. All the podcast listeners that have, you know, remember him as a puppy coming oh, yeah. into we, the studio and farting up the, the storm. Yeah.
1: I have a puppy. Yeah.
7: yeah, we got him right around the same time as the podcast started. So yeah, he's, yep. he's been around since the beginning.
0: We got yeah, a puppy. every time. Every, oh. No? oh, Yeah, no, that's I just, right. I saw him. It's super cute.
1: Yeah, he's five months old. He's uh, He's got PTSD about going outside, so it's been tricky yeah. potty training because he was hit by a car like four months oh, or a month ago. Oh. And what happened oh, was the people my. who owned him, they just brought him to the vet and left him there so then the shelter Aww. yeah because they didn't want to flip the bill so they, the shelter took him in and then a the rescue took him in so he's like paranoid going outside so it's been tricky trying to potty train him oh, yeah. but
0: um lots of positive reinforcement and treats yes treats that's how i got to, bella to heart. yeah that's how i got
5: bella to potty train was lots of treats but then she was so freaking smart that she would just like pretend to go outside, <laughs> go out and come back in yeah. for a treat like thirty it. times yeah. a day. Oh no yeah. she'd go
0: out and pop a squat and not do anything. Yeah, Just <laughs> like expect a treat. That's what I'm doing. Now treat
5: me. Now treat me. Yeah. No yeah. And like she goes to the either she has a bladder infection or she's a genius. She's a complete scam artist is what yeah. she was. Hundred percent.
2: Uh 100%. Alex, yes, I want you to know father. that, that uh, you and your your cohorts were very, very successful in driving uh Dean Foods out of business, the number one milk producer. Dean Foods. uh, And now, of course, your cohorts, and you have driven Borden out of business.
8: What? Elsie the
2: cow. remember, Remember Elsie the cow? Borden Milk?
5: Nope. One of
2: the top ten advertising icons of the 20th century belongs to a company that filed for bankruptcy on Monday. Borden Dairy Company is following in the footsteps of number one milk producer Dean Foods, which filed bankruptcy in November. CNN reports the company cited the burden of its debt load and pension obligations in its filing, but also pointed to the fact that, uh, well, larger industry issues like a six percent decrease in the amount of milk America has consumed since 2015. Only I'm six? surprised it's only a yeah. yeah, six percent. I thought it'd be higher. It seems low. Is uh, is Kristen
0: back with us? Yep,
6: I am.
2: Kristen,
0: how do you feel about dairy?
6: <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't drink milk. I never really have. Um, and I, you know, if I'm doing cereal, it's almond milk. I'm just trying to think. Like I, but I eat cheese and ice cream. And butter's but, delicious. I mean, milk is just not a part of my daily diet.
2: <laughs> Mine either. It never has been, by the way.
6: Milk no, has never been a big
2: part of my life.
0: Uh, was when I was a kid. That's how yeah. anybody drank.
2: Yeah, most people is probably true. Yeah. So somebody, uh, I do want to, I do want to talk about Harvey Weinstein. But before we do that, somebody told me that apparently Greta Thunberg tried to tell a joke and people got really offended. But I'm looking for it but I can't find the joke. Does any, anybody Wait,
9: she's that angry little girl, right? Them? Yep,
5: yeah. Yep, yeah. <laughs> little yeah. She's, a, she's <laughs> a screaming girl. She's a she's a screaming girl. She's autistic. Oh is she? Yes, no, I feel bad. She's autistic. Way Actually, to no, go. I
9: take it back. I don't.
2: Yeah.
5: yeah. I'm
2: not gonna treat you her
9: special.
5: <laughs> she got to be angry. No.
2: I got by with the you people. Did you hear that? Was wonderful.
9: I snuck it in. Yeah, I heard it, but I was going to Tuesday. We're going to let it slide.
2: <laughs> it's only Tuesday. Yeah, I can't believe the story. To you, Tom. Yeah, I does got anybody know what angry. the joke was? Well, <laughs> that's true. That's very very true. not Does anybody have any idea what the joke was that she told no. that people were offended by? Because it was up here, but now it's gone. So I don't know. Uh, I
0: have been blissfully unaware of these things. Oh, huh,
2: Greta, she's only she just turned seventeen, though. You know, she's no longer sixteen. She's now uh, seventeen years old.
0: I just. Those parents should be.
2: I couldn't agree more. Jailed. All right. Well, as we're talking about Harvey Weinstein, which is. Why is it, by the way, that, that your brother Harvey has a different last name than you, Kristen?
8: No. <laughs> oh,
2: <geez. laughs> she just starts laughing. You're used to me now after all these years. You're finally used to one of the things that I say. Is that say. your brother? Well,
6: so, so I'm it like, all worked out. Like, he's not my brother. Uh, no, he's not. Um, I was like, with- talk so much about my brother people even know that too but uh, I you know I've been watching this because you know yesterday was the start of his New York trial in injury selection right now and at the same time Los Angeles decided to file charges on the same day so he was in a lot of the Ooh. headlines um, he also just had back surgery so he's walking around with a walker uh-huh. um, I feel oh, like he's kind God. of broke it a little bit probably I'm sure the back injury hurts but at the same time um, I feel like Phil Cosby did the same thing I'm blind now.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I can't see a thing. I remember, honestly, and I'm not kidding you. It was just a few months before he was popped. Catherine and Alex and I met Bill Cosby backstage and spent some time with him. Took a picture with him. All the rest of it. It's like years. Before. And I'll never forget.
0: And we the, didn't
5: even get roopy. The we day before he was arrested,
9: on his way to trial.
5: Yeah, years and years. Well, I,
2: I, was feeling a little woozy after we left, but I don't know why. But you know, <laughs> New no experimental. You, he, know was, he did
5: have his lazy eye on you.
2: But you, you have to understand something. Have
5: been the one to drug in that
2: situation. I understand it was a joke. That's why I said <laughs> it. Didn't it. work. Though. Anyway. <laughs> moving. Oh, the joke just didn't work. Yeah. I'm sorry, Dad. That's but the why joke I'm trying, <laughs> trying to fell tell you. flat. Cosby yeah. just drugs it the entire flat.
7: audience at once. Yeah. Just to really cover his bases, increase the odds. Well,
2: I will tell you, Bill Cosby was one of my heroes my entire life. I I only got to meet him that one time. I loved Bill Cosby, right? So we take the picture. Catherine, Alex, and I take a picture with Bill Cosby. And as we're about to leave, he turns to Catherine and says, well, now you have something to put on your Christmas cards.
5: Did he? Don't you remember I he said like that he to didn't you? I that.
8: Yeah.
2: Oh, he definitely did he said that. I, I, I this know, is the too? first
5: time I've ever heard of this, and I was there. So You were
2: there. He said, now you have something to put on your Christmas card. Oh, yeah. no,
5: oh, how did you guys
2: you didn't
0: make. You didn't make the card, Bill. Sorry.
2: No, you didn't make the card. You did make it to prison, though, and you're never getting out. So, you know, there you go. All right. So the hashtag MeToo movement was born of sexual misconduct and assault allegations against Harvey Weinstein from dozens of women. Now, Kristen, before I continue with this story or just turn it over to you to talk about this. I cannot believe the names of these women that this prick has gone after. It's amazing.
6: Have Is it you all seen of it? them?
2: Is Kristen gone again?
6: Uh, no, I'm here. It's, it's hard to hear when oh. everyone talks. To, it gets really fuzzy.
2: All mm. right, so shut up, everybody. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I, I just want to get your take on that whole deal, uh, this, this Harvey Weinstein thing, uh, the list of women that that he forced himself on whether, you know, grabbing them or actually raping them or I cannot believe every big star in Hollywood. Yeah, I mean it?
6: it really every and you think about sort of the golden years with the Weinstein company um and the successes that they had. He pretty much every single female that sort of passed through one of his films was in some way um terrorized by Harvey Weinstein, whether it was Sexual harassment, verbal harassment, um, sexual assault—it really is a huge list and, and a very recognizable list.
2: Oh, I, I could—they—they they, they printed the list in the uh, on the on the uh, website, and I couldn't believe it. They, they, I mean, everybody from Angelina Jolie to—I mean, it's it, the only one I when didn't see Caldwell on the list was Meryl Streep. You
6: know, Rose yeah, Galvin. I mean, you can go on it. and on and on. Annabella Shiora, so, I mean, they are. It's horrific, because he thought he could do it to anyone, because he believed in his power, and guess what? He did have that power for a very long time. Yeah,
2: sounds like it. I don't know, I, I just, I do love the fact, and I did ask someone this morning, I can't remember who it was, I think it might have been uh, Mordal, but I said, when we, when we go to uh, Key West in a month, I want you to do me a favor, when I walk out on uh, on the you know the set of the the uh, morning show, when I walk out to the table, I want to have a walker and then I want you to hold my left arm like he, I need to be stabilized because you know if he's gonna play for it, I'm gonna do this. Did you see how bent over he was when he went into into court? Yes, and you know
6: what's no. interesting is that a lot of people who have used walkers are literally like that is like the dime store version of a walker. I know that there's. <laughs>
8: you went to Walgreens. You went yeah, to Walgreens they're literally ago.
6: like it, it. You know, it has little tennis balls on the end, and they're like, Yeah, "That's the one you get." I mean, like the super, super cheap one, not the you know medical insurance approved one. And I'm sure he has medical insurance.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I, the whole thing is just so disgusting to me. You know what I mean?
6: Yeah. Well, it is. And the fact that it went on so long, and and guess what? We're dealing with it again with Jeffrey Epstein, and we'll never get the whole story because they killed him or he committed suicide, whatever you want to believe. But um, there's so many high powered people involved in that story. uh, It's disgusting, too.
2: Yeah. First of all, maybe the guys, Andy, uh, you know, Tevin, uh, I. Do you understand why guys feel that they can force themselves? What is that about forcing yourself on a woman that these guys enjoy so much? Power. It's just a power thing?
9: Yeah, it's got to be. because it's not like a, it can't be a pleasant experience like hearing somebody like scream no or like start crying. Like that has no, that's like, well, that's a turn on for you. Like that's, that's such a bizarre and foreign it's concept. So weird. Like you have something mentally wrong with you.
2: Yeah, there's no question about that. I, I, I just, I don't know, man. Uh, the whole thing, looking at this guy now, here's, here's what I understand. So you're phenomenally wealthy. You're extremely powerful. You're very famous. But that's not enough power. You also have to force yourself on right. women. Right. And, and like,
9: because no, the name so weird. And the list of names that like you were saying, like, they're all like prominent, like very popular names. And oh it's like yeah. When you're Hard, Weinstein, or anybody. When you hear about it with professional athletes and stuff, it's like naturally you're in a position of power where you shouldn't have to be like putting yourself in that position where you're forcing yourself on somebody. Like all yeah. the people that would love to be in a relationship with you or something like that, like and you still choose to go and force yourself on people. It's unaccepted.
2: yeah
0: Well, we go to war over people that are hungry for power. So yeah, it's this true. Is-
2: no, you're absolutely right about that. So I don't know. Do you think? Do you think that era is now pretty much over, Kristen, because, because everybody's under the microscope now? Do you think that men will now behave in Hollywood for at least no. a while?
6: No, I mean, there's, really? there's plenty of... No, I don't, honestly, because uh, there's a generation that, that's accustomed to it. And I've, I've heard older, older men um, who have worked in the industry a long time saying, no one can take a joke anymore. And I'm like, it never was a joke to begin with on certain things when it comes to sexual harassment. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so you still have that. And then, of course, there's going to be people that pass it on to their kids and there's or there's going to be people that just are so consumed by the power. Um, even if you're under a microscope, it's still going to happen. It's just that I think a lot of women feel empowered to speak up. I think a lot of men feel empowered to speak up for women and help them out. And I think that is helping the situation a lot.
2: Yeah, I just, uh, what amazes me about all of that is, so not one of these women has a father or a brother or a cousin that would go visit Mr. Weinstein and say, hey, guess who's not going to have any teeth when I leave?
6: I don't think a lot of people told anyone. It's so
8: embarrassing. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that makes It shouldn't be. It was not your fault. You shouldn't be ashamed of anything or feel uncomfortable other than the fact that he did it to you. And going after No, this
6: but I think bastard. the more we talk about it, the more, I mean, the more, and I know people are like, I just don't want to talk about this topic anymore, but the more we expose it, honestly, the less shame you feel. Um, yeah. And I, I know that empowers some people to, to put other people on blast on social media, and I don't think that's the, you know, strategy. But if you do have the ability to go to your HR department or your union mm-hmm. or whatever those steps are to, you know, nip this in the bud, that's important. And then, if it doesn't happen, put it put them on blast on social media. <laughs>
2: and, and I think- oh, okay. Well, we can, we can do that. Absolutely, you can. If no, one, if
6: no one else is listening to you and no one else is taking the proper steps in in your HR department or whatever, then I put them on blast because that's fair.
0: I agree.
2: Yeah, it makes total sense. One of the what that was a great hour. you a lot a lot of great input from you on that one because you're so close to all this stuff, whether it be the Golden Globes or Harvey Weinstein or you know go down the list. So great take, have a magnificent week, and we'll talk to you next week.
6: Sounds good, thank you.
2: Thank you, my dear. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen, will be back with Hour 2 with the family.
4: Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue? You mean like,
2: there once was a man from Nantucket?
4: No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is
2: the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No,
4: other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the walls of world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finish number one and two in the state of Minnesota. JLo finally beat Dan Resch.
8: Wow,
2: that's pretty cool. Plus the fact I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if I'm hanging out
3: with you. Uh, Maybe.
2: (laughs) Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, with the family. Is Dr. Judith ready to go? Yes. Excellent. Dr. Judith Orloff. Thriving as an empath, 365 days of self-care for sensitive people. Doctor, you've got a hell of a job ahead of you because everybody's sensitive now. Don't you think?
10: Hello? Did
2: she not hear me? Oh, hello, doctor. How are you? Hi. Uh, the, she...
10: I, the volume is very low. Mm. <sighs>
2: mm. All right. Andy, is there anything you can do about that to make sure that she can uh, yeah. she can hear me?
10: You can, it's a little right. bit better. Do you want to try me on myself?
2: Andy, what do you want to do?
1: Yeah, he's making a quick adjustment.
2: Okay, he's just gonna make a quick adjustment. Dr. Judith Orloff, I'll, I will read the descriptor and by that time we'll be ready to go. Okay, Dr. Judith it's very staticky and um, unclear.
10: Hmm,
0: sounds okay, like we need a different to, line we're
2: here. We're gonna have to get a different yeah. line then. We'll, uh, All right, thanks.
1: You want to tell her what's going on? Um, we can uh, try and give her a call on her cell phone to see if it's a better
10: connection. Okay, there you 310-922- You're on the air, Judith.
1: <laughs> we, I do have yeah. your cell number. We'll give you a call on that.
2: There you go. That'll work. All right, just let me know when we're ready to go. Um, Andy, is this a problem we're going to have in the future a lot?
7: I don't see why, but... I mean, some people's yes, phones just don't day work day. very
2: well. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. That is true.
7: What
8: do you want?
2: So yeah, let me know what the situation <laughs> what is. <laughs> Doctor Ju- Dr. Judith Orloff offers 365 days of self-care meditations, reflections, and journaling suggestions as daily inoculations against stress and overwhelm. But the problem, and I really want to talk to her about this because some people bring it upon themselves.
5: No, she's talking about, about she's talking about highly sensitive people like. People that and empaths are people that feel other people's emotions.
8: Mm -hmm. So
5: she's talking about and like people that are sensitive to light and sound, not sensitive to like oh I am you said what you said offended me. Not not that type of sensitive. Yeah, Yeah,
2: like light, light.
1: I'm I'm an empath. I absorb everybody's energy and their emotions, and and I tell you, but living in today's world where everyone is angry all the time. It makes you a better person if you're an empath. I, I'm an
5: empath, I think, and I'm. I'm
1: it's hard. The it, least you're bitter, highly
5: emotional. I'm, yes. yeah. I'm highly sensitive and an empath. You can be both. Like if
1: Dave is yes. stressed out about work, I get stressed, and I don't even know why I'm stressed.
5: Oh yeah. And then it's because I. And it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to react to other people's emotions with like. This sounds weird, but with empathy, because it's like if Dan's, yeah, like. Stressed out about something, then I'm like super stressed <laughs> out about it. Where I should be, you know, like, oh, what's wrong? How can I help? Mm-hmm. What do you need? It seems like you need some time to yourself or something like that. But instead, I get in like a big frenzy. <laughs> yeah,
10: <laughs> I totally get it. Yeah, totally get
7: it. Dr. Orloff should
2: be back on. Dr. Judith Orloff, how are you?
10: I'm fine. How are you doing?
2: Is that better now?
10: Good.
8: The, the phone connection's
10: good? So the, f- the,
2: f- the phone line's a lot better?
10: Um, not really.
5: Oh, dear.
2: Really hey. uh, can you hear... I want you want you guys to talk to her and see if she can hear you.
5: Can you... Do, do we sound good?
10: Uh, it's very staticky and breaking up. Hmm. I wonder what's going on.
2: Well, we're going to have to reschedule it because she can't do an interview if it's all staticky and breaking up. Oh, well, no, so, I can, so I can could... do
10: it. I can do it. I can oh, do it. Oh, you, you can do it. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
2: Okay. So you understand my problems. Thank you very much. Great to be here.
10: (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Dr. Judith Orloff, thriving as an empath, 365 days of self-care for sensitive people. Today, with increasing speed pressures and hyper-connectivity, society can stress out even the steeliest among us, but for really sensitive, empathic people, at least 20% of people, one out of five people, it's more challenging and too often the result is exhaustion, burnout, or even illness. We were just talking while we were redialing you, Doctor, that uh, a lot of people now, and my daughter Alex, who's with us, our daughter Alex is with us, and she was talking about you know sensitivity to light and sensitivity to sound. Where are the borders for, um, for being an empath? Because it's not really about uh, you hurt my feelings, it's you're just sensitive to pretty much everything, right? Uh, well, empaths are
10: sensitive to light, sound, smell, energy, touch, environment. Um, They need a lot of alone time. They love nature. They're extremely creative and intuitive and deep and loving, Um, but they tend to be emotional sponges and absorb other people's emotions into their own bodies. I mean, if somebody's angry or somebody's sad, you might start feeling that way. And so I wrote Thriving as an Empath so that people can have one-page daily self-care techniques so they stop absorbing other people's stress and are able to center themselves more and also empaths tend to be very giving and they tend to over give and exhaust themselves so there are also techniques on how not to do that how to give in healthy ways rather than becoming a martyr which is what many empaths do and then walk around exhausted all the time.
2: Yeah, I, you know what's interesting about that is I don't really consider myself to be an empath. Do you think I'm an empath, Catherine? I think no. you are
5: in some ways, yes. He's a, Emotionally, I think you are. I think he's a highly sensitive person, but not an empath.
2: Not an empath? I don't think so. But um, and the reason I even bring that up, Dr. Orloff, is the fact that some people, I think, try to try to convince themselves that they're empaths, and they really aren't. They just like to feel like a victim. Do you think that's part of And I'm not talking about real empaths sometimes, feeling you know, victimized. Sometimes, you know,
10: sometimes. Yeah. But if you want to be, find out if you're an empath, you can take this very simple 20-question self-assessment test that I have in the beginning of the book where you just answer 20 questions, and you can self-diagnose yourself as an empath. So, you know, it's very important, you know, to take that quiz, and I give all my patients that quiz, and so it's it's not rocket science to define yourself as an empath. There's certain qualities okay. that we all share. I'm a psychiatrist in Los Angeles and I'm also an empath. And it's it's just full of many, many gifts. I don't wanna make it sound like being an empath is a victim, as you just said. It's an empowered empath is somebody who's empathic and loving and centering but can have clear boundaries with people so they're not doormats you see so empaths need to learn certain self-care skills Mm -hmm. um and then they can flourish i mean i personally believe empathy is the trait that will save the world i do Mm -hmm. i think that's the missing element even if you don't like someone to try and understand and feel where they're coming from So you can at least reach some kind of compromise. And so empathy allows us to do that. Empathy means the opening of the heart. And with being an empath, empaths have open hearts, but they're often afraid to keep them open because of so much uh, stimulation coming in so fast, and they go on sensory overload. So that's the problem. And these self-care techniques and thriving as an empath will help, combat that which is so useful. Um.
0: I can't help thinking that while you're talking that it sounds like motherhood. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
8: <laughs> it, it is. That's beautiful. It
10: is. And, you know there's a chapter in the book on empathic children and raising empathic children and being empathic parents because as a parent you need to learn how to set clear boundaries and model healthy boundaries. And empaths, that's one of the main self-care skills that they, they learn, because when you have healthy boundaries, your children learn to do that, and they're just not running wild all over the place, um, you know, not knowing what's a healthy boundary. So as parents, if you could embody that, that's really a powerful gift to give to your children.
2: I think that's wonderful. I, is it a problem for empaths now, because when I just sit and watch uh, television or read the newspapers or listen to the radio or any of these things, um, there's a pervasiveness of lying to the people now to get them to watch your TV show or listen to your <laughs> radio station. What about all that lying that goes on? Do empaths have a really tough time with that?
10: They do because empaths are very intuitive. And, and we can right. sense when somebody's you know, lying or when someone's not telling the full truth or a half truth. You can feel it. It just feels off. It just I feels bet. off, and, and and you know it. Something doesn't feel good inside yourself. And all the empaths out there who are listening, you have to trust that. You know, have to trust. At least be cautious. If you get, you know, your gut's telling you something's not right, um, you at least go slow with the person. You know, because your body is very intelligent, and there's the enteric nervous system in the gut which means you have neurotransmitters in the gut, just like the brain, which transmit messages. Mm -hmm. And empaths are very in touch with their gut. So, But the problem is they sometimes discount their gut feelings, and they go ahead with something even if it doesn't feel right, and that's the kiss of death.
8: Mm -hmm.
2: That is pretty much for everybody, though, isn't it? And I understand why empaths would have a bigger problem, but, but yeah, I... um, Boy, there's so many questions i like to ask you about this, Doctor, but I don't want to get all political about it, but I, I, just, I just want to use an example of how, how an empath would handle this. Okay. Uh, of course, the, situa- the situation with Iran where uh, Khomeini, <laughs> I guess go to well, the he comments. was killed. <laughs> no, I, the only reason I bring it up is because we're just talking about the news media lying a lot, and right. there was a, a, one of the major networks reported up to 30 Americans had been killed. And now we find out today that was not true, that zero Americans or Iraqis were killed. Why, why are they allowed to do that to the people of America? Unless you know people have been killed, why would you report it? And why are they allowed to just lie to people to try to get them to view for, for even longer? Does that really well, affect empathy? a lot? I think our lot? society is in
10: the midst of a total reevaluation. And, yeah. you know, the, yep. the opposite of empathy. And this is an important theme I talk about in the book too Is the narcissist right. And the narcissist has empathy deficient disorder Which means the full blown narcissist Which means they don't have the empathy Or the conscience To You know do the right thing basically So lying is nothing to them You know they don't have oh, that amazing. same This doesn't feel good You know I'm not being a good person here by lying You know, they don't have mm-hmm. that Inside and so They just do anything so it, it's an important lesson on narcissism, what's going on in our world today, and the, the dangers and the lethality of narcissism, and the reason to develop your empathy even more. Because in the Bible, there's a, there's a quote, the meek will inherit the earth. And the meek mm-hmm. is, I don't like the word meek, but it's translated as sensitive. You know, the sensitive mm-hmm. will inherit the earth. And that means that people with hearts, with empathy, who care, who have consciences, you know, can rule the Earth, it can share the stewardship of the Earth because of their hearts. And that, as a psychiatrist, to me, is the most important point, you know, if, if we want to evolve as a species and personally, is to develop our empathy and hearts. And the reason I wrote Thriving as an Empath was to help the sensitive over the, the humps that they might experience, you know, over the, you know, absorbing other people's energy, being demolished by the news and not knowing what to do about it because being overstimulated not knowing how to set boundaries so each day from january 1st to december 31st offers you very easy read and self-care strategies and inspirations to get through that day to overcome some of the hazards of being an empath and as an empath i read my book all the time because i follow what what i preach and it's very, very, very helpful. That's all I can say. It's like a, a guide. It lifts you up if you're going down. You know, it, it helps you maintain your faith if you're you're losing it. And that's a very important resource, I think.
4: One of the
2: one of my favorite things about about the world, Doctor Orloff. If I could just take one second, were you a Monty Python fan at all?
10: Um. No. I mean, I I, I missed that phase.
2: Okay, but the only reason I bring it up because they were a very very funny troupe of guys from England, and one of their scenes in one of their movies was uh, a sermon going on, which they ran down the you know the eight beatitudes. They ran all these things down, and the man stands up and says, "The the meek shall inherit the earth." And they go to one of the guys in the crowd, and he goes, "Oh, he's making it up as he goes along." <laughs> <laughs> Which I was, that was very, very
8: funny. <laughs> uh, yeah.
10: yeah. <laughs> one of the well, I'm a smile. big fan of the meek. I'm a big fan of the downsides yes. and the, the outlaws and the people who are different. That you know, and the people who don't fit in the mold. You know, the people who you know have been called you know, um, outsiders. That's what, you know, empaths usually have been called, and I I certainly was as a child and growing up, and I am a big fan and proponent of all these people, and I encourage you all to embrace your sensitivities and deal with the harder stuff. Deal with the challenges and learn these self-care techniques so that you could be empowered and live fully in your power. The problem with empaths is when they're not in their power, they tend to Go in their houses with their animals and never want to come out they feel overwhelmed and exhausted all the time and you don't have to feel that way you know i'm that's what i'm telling everyone and i also have a facebook support group with 15,000 empaths on it and it's, it's a way to dialogue with kin- kindred souls and know that you're not alone so empaths often feel alone and strange and they've been called names and shamed as children especially boys you know, we're called sissies, or crybabies, or you know, don't want to do video games, so they're not part of the crowd. You know, all that. Right. Just know there are so many people out there like you. You know, in terms of a, an empath family and people you can relate to, you're not alone. And you know, I hope the book can bring people together so that they can really develop their gifts and know what a precious gift your empathy and your sensitivities are.
2: I think it's wonderful. And Dr. Orloff, I will say this, uh, you practice what you preach. I really admire that. An example of that is at the very beginning of this interview, you couldn't hear us very well. We uh, recalled you and couldn't hear us any better. But instead of going, ah, you know, this is not working for me. It's too much of a pain. You went, no, 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 I can do this. I can, I can handle my end of it. I can't hear you all well. but I... So uh, gi- giving a great example of not being impatient or if there's nothing, it, like no one could control that line not being that good. But you handled it very well. I love people who offer great examples, not just advice.
10: Oh, thank you for noticing that. Um, yes, I, I pretty much flow, flow with things whenever I can. I don't fight reality, so... <laughs> you know well, that's good
2: <laughs> Dr. Yeah, Judith Orloff well, cool. that. that's very nice oh, I
10: appreciate
2: it I think it's wonderful that you did it we need more prime examples about how you should act we need a lot more of that no yes. doubt Thrivings an Empath 365 Days of Self-Care for Sensitive People please come back and talk more about this we can get a, a cleaner line I would love line.
8: to, I
10: love your show
2: it's a great interview, thank you doctor
10: you're welcome Have a good day. We'll be
2: back with the family. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. WeightWellbeing.com, or call or text them at 952-491-6527, and catch the Continuum team on my podcast on Thursdays 11:15 a.m. I've learned so much from them, and I know you will too. Continuum Weight and Wellbeing: Life Beyond Weight Loss Mode. <laughs> Who doesn't love this song?
0: Oh, I love it. It's the weirdest song. When they it were writing weird. this. Yes,
2: well, it's true.
1: Well, I'm sure drugs were involved. <laughs>
0: the benefit of Mr. I'm Kite's pretty, pretty, pretty
1: sure.
8: weird, This too. was,
5: <laughs> yeah.
8: I'm guessing yes. there
5: were a couple of acid trips involved with mm-hmm. this.
8: Although, Paul
5: McCartney yeah. said, I hope that our fans don't do drugs and they meditate instead.
0: That was probably after his drug phase. Oh, it definitely was, but I think it's interesting
5: that he is telling people to meditate instead of doing drugs, and he did all the drugs. Well,
0: I think
2: it's wonderful also that you tell people to meditate. Now that you're worth a billion dollars, it's really easy to meditate.
5: (laughs) It's easy for anybody to meditate if you just set up a practice. I meditate every day. I thought...
2: I thought that Dr. Judy Orloff Judith Orloff was really, really good. I love the prime example. Instead of just coming on talking a good game, she actually lives it and I really admire that.
0: I had a lot of I've things. I've always thought I Andy to... was an empath. What? Yeah. I always thought yep. Because well Andy, you're definitely yeah, an you're... empath. Yeah. What? I, I really do. but the thing is is that he doesn't it's not care. <laughs> <laughs> well no, that's not, true. <laughs> that's not um, true. I think what happens, I think males don't really value being empathetic mm-hmm. yeah. or th- you know that's not i i, I would liked to talk to her longer because i was going to ask her about that it seems like that i would guess that mostly females believe that they're empaths mm-hmm. the and case. if a guy has those qualities he's probably burying them because it's not manly <laughs>
1: yeah yeah they become more reclusive and and
0: introverts yeah
1: because yep. i i yep. I notice when, like, my empath tendencies have are on high alert, I have a tendency to, like, be more of, like, that, not helicopter mom, but, like, I need to fix the problem. I need to take care of it. I need, you know, I, and it kind of tries to get me to refocus. Like, when I, like, if I'm stressed out, I clean or do things of that nature. And, I, and it, like, hardcore cleaning. It's not like, oh, I'll just wipe the counter down. But, I, you know, that's how I deal with it like, and try and re-sort, and it kind of centers me back to where I need to be.
5: Everybody's got their things that they go on to, like, autopilot, Yes, you know?
1: it's like an autopilot thing, and, you know, like, if, if something, if I'm stressed out about something or if something happens, like, my, my goal is to fix the problem. That is, like, I hyper-focus on that, and men are probably different in that sense, I, you know, and that's probably, like, a maternal thing as well. For yeah. me so i had to
5: be in a special class in elementary school because i couldn't <laughs> handle people doing things yep friendship friendship class. class i had to be in a class called friendship what? class. yeah
2: what is that
5: where because i would get like i'd be in i think it was first grade i think so yeah yeah um like kids would be playing with legos and then a boy would steal a lego from a girl and i shut myself in a locker crying Oh, <laughs> no, couldn't because I was just like, why would he do that to her? Like, that's not <laughs> nice. I don't know why anyone would do that to somebody else. Like it's always I've always been very sensitive to other people's behavior and stuff. And like, Dad, how you were asking her, you know, what would an empath do about like the news and blah, 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 blah. That's why I just mm-hmm. don't pay attention to it. And whenever you talk about it, you. whenever you yep. talk about it, I just shut down because I can't I can't. I mm-hmm. to me it's like ignorance is bliss seriously because I just cannot handle it. Yeah. Because like well, all this stuff with I Australian agree. stuff and all these pictures of these mm-hmm. animals and all this I just like can't I am like I can't be on social media for a little while because it's just too hard for me and it's too hard for yeah. me like so many news stories you'll be like you didn't know about that and I'm like because I can't I can't hear all of it or else it will get too hard for me because like in college when i was having all those like day-long panic attacks and stuff like that and then i Mm -hmm. i read a book called the survival guide of the highly sensitive person and in that in Mm -hmm. the beginning of that book i like you take a quiz and it tells you like on the scale of how sensitive you are and i'm very sensitive and then in that book it talks about you know things that you can do to help yourself and that's when i started meditating and that's been like an unbelievable incredible Yeah, helpful thing for me because I was diagnosed with like an anxiety disorder, and I was given Prozac, which I never took because I was like, I'm just not comfortable with it. And so then I found this book, and then I've never had to take a medication for it. and I don't consider myself an anxious person at all anymore.
8: Mm -hmm.
5: And it's been well, it's now yeah. I remember when you years or whatever.
0: Yeah, I remember when you read that book. You were like, this completely life changing for you.
5: Yeah, because to me, it was like. It seriously did. It completely changed my life. Because to me, for when I was in college and having all these things, I was like, what's wrong with me? Why am I like this? Why do I have to be so sensitive? Why can't I just be normal? And then I read this book and it talked about how being a highly sensitive person is difficult sometimes, but you just have to know your triggers, you know, like... Are you hungry? Are you tired? Is it? Are you in a really bright room? Is somebody being too loud? Like you have to know what triggers you and then also know that being a highly sensitive person means you're more empathetic. Like you care more than most people. You love harder than most people. Like there's so many good qualities that come along with it. And so that like it just put a light on something that I didn't even realize about myself. And I was like, oh, like because I'm this way that means that I care about people more than most people and like that's a really good thing and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's it's very interesting and yeah, that book completely. Yeah. And her book sounds a lot it, like that book.
0: Yeah, it just it it would be interesting though. I mean, if most Guys, like you said, that dad isn't.
5: I I think he's very sensitive. No, I think he's a highly sensitive person for sure. He's absolutely a highly sensitive person, but I don't know about empath.
0: But like I said, that's not macho and dad like, you know, is...
2: But wait a minute. You're OG. I, I have a, I have a question for you.
0: <laughs>
5: if
2: I'm not empathetic to people, why have I given so much money back to coworkers? No, so I'm not saying
5: that you're not empathetic. You're a very okay. empathetic well, person all right. All right. and very generous. And very generous, absolutely, but I just cuz an empath is somebody that feels other people's emotions. And I don't know well, that
1: Okay, you do
5: that. Maybe you do and I don't know, but like I but you're you're 100% no. a highly sensitive person okay, for Tom, sure. Have
1: you have you ever walked in a room and just felt this anger funk hanging over and then come to find out maybe 5 minutes prior to you walking in that room there was a huge fight between two people?
2: No, I, I wouldn't even notice that kind of thing.
1: So okay, that would yeah. that would be what an impact. They
5: Yeah, or like you just start talking to somebody and you just start feeling kind of like nervous and like weird and you're just like I just don't feel good just yeah. talking to like somebody at a grocery store or something like that because Mm -hmm. it's like they might be having a really hard day and then you're getting that from them and so you start feeling weird
1: i can't go to the grocery store at like 5 p.m in the evening oh yeah it's horrible yeah because it's like the most stressful part of the day and i like right before a vikings
5: game i've made that mistake before
1: And when you're an empath, you can feel everybody's stress levels, and then you're stressed out, and you just want to, like, by the time you get out to your car, you're ready to just, like, kill somebody. You're just like... Yeah. I remember a friend
0: of mine had the same problem. She was... Her her husband was, like, being... I don't know. They were going through some marital problems, and everything Mm -hmm. was... Getting really hard. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. It was not me. Mar- marital
2: problems. What are those? That I do not know me. what that is. I know. Never heard
0: of this. Every
8: day. <laughs> Never heard and, of marital and problems. And she she time. was
0: actually going to a shrink, and her shrink told her that what she should do is cross her arms over her body, mm-hmm. and basically give herself a physical barrier against mm-hmm. the negative energy that was in the house all the time. Mm-hmm. So she could so she could cope with it. Yeah. Because she thought she was going to, she said, I'm pretty sure I'm going to just have an emotional nervous breakdown. I'm just going to be in the hospital because I I can't stand
5: it. Well, it's interesting, too, because it's like I think about everybody has sensitivities to certain things. Like at Sage's ECFE class, we were talking about sensitivities and like knowing the sensitivities that your children have, you know, like what sets them off. Like being in a really noisy area can trigger fawn into like a kind of a head spin or tail spin and sage is really sensitive to light. And so I was talking about this and nobody else in the class thought that their kids had any sensitivities to anything. And I was like, everyone has sensitivities to something and no, the more, the earlier, you know, that the better off you'll be because then, you know, cause, and it's not like, Oh, I, sage is sensitive to light. We have to keep him away from bright lights. It's like, that's not it. It's, we just know that, Oh, we're in this bright room and he's acting really weird. It's because it's bright and he's not feeling okay right now. And that's Mm -hmm. just something you need to acknowledge, you know, rather than like, oh, he's just throwing a fit and being weird. It's like, oh, it's because he's overstimulated at this moment.
0: And he has to sleep in a closet. He does have to sleep in a very dark. (laughs) He has to
5: sleep in pitch black. (laughs) Because he's so he sensitive does. to light, and like he goes outside and sneezes every single time because he's so sensitive to light and andy was
0: Andy was like that as a baby the sun was too sunny, mm-hmm. the world was too noisy yep yeah,
7: yep. I remember I certain times going down to Florida and it being so bright that I had to like just like look <laughs> down covering yeah. my eyes eyes with my hands yeah and no one else was bothered by the light but like to me it was like it was so bright that you couldn't even see but and i never really figured out why that was
5: it's just because you have a light sensitivity and the older i get the more sensitive i get to light like being a kid i never remember being super sensitive to light but now i get very sensitive to light especially at night like when all the lights in the house are on i'm like it's so bright and weird in here and this is we need to turn some lights off like if dan's not home i be- I have like one light in the house on
1: <laughs> candles going yeah we just need
5: to chill out it's salt lamps and then <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, would people like you empaths would you be so you are deeply affected by the news and Hollywood and Absolutely. politicians lying.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very frustrating because you know they're lying, and you can sense that. Yeah, lying. even right. through the TV, I can, I can tell, mm-hmm. I can tell a person's personality and everything by just looking at a picture on Facebook.
5: Like I can sense. Oh yeah, there are sometimes where like I have one Facebook friend that she has husband and every time she posts a picture of her husband i'm like he is a weird guy i do not like that guy never met him never spoken to him in my life and but like his picture i'm just like i don't like him
1: yeah so like when i watch that's why i avoid the news because it makes me so frustrated and then i start absorbing that frustration that everybody's feeling about the news and the politicians and the lying and it's like it's hmm. almost too much for me to take on because i feel like i'm putting the weight of the world on my shoulders
5: yeah it's That's like what i it get feels yeah, like. i get like depressed and anxious and yes. because of it because i like i don't get and everybody deals yeah. with it different like some people get angry some people get frustrated some people get whatever and i just get i like i, I can't think about things certain things too much or else i just go into this like kind of frantic situation thinking about how well, heavy everything it, is and how tough stuff can be, and it's like that's not good for anybody.
0: Well, but a good life lesson for everybody, not only empathetic people, would be that you can only worry about what you can control. Mm-hmm. If there's stuff that you can't control, oh yeah, then this, you can't control it, so you might as well just let it go.
2: Yep. But I have a huge problem with that.
5: Because, once again, I think that's a male yeah the whole control thing and i think dad your biggest part of it is growing up you had no control over anything because your own dad was so out of control like your whole Mm -hmm. life was so out of control growing up and now you're just like i need control i need to be able to have everything like taken care of and because you grew up with none of that
2: well, if people would do what they say they're going to do, it would really help. But no one well, ever so again, does. You can't
0: well, control yeah, people yeah. getting their stuff done. Someone just
2: do what they're supposed to do. That'd be great.
0: Well, see, but that's what, if you just let that go. Yeah, you'll be a happier human being. Yeah.
2: I don't know uh, about that, but uh... <laughs> <clears throat>
0: you're wrong as usual. No, I'm not
2: saying <laughs> that.
5: All right.
2: Look, there was a statement that was going to be sent out by the radio station a couple of days ago, and I saw the statement. And said, you probably better change that because it makes it look like the chairwoman of the company doesn't know where we are. I said, what are you talking about? I said, the dateline on your news release says Minneapolis, Indiana. Oh.
0: oh God. Kind of a major mistake.
8: <clears throat> yeah. yeah
2: so if people see great. that, they you go, know, God, Mary Burner doesn't even know where Minneapolis is. That mm. would have looked really bad. Minneapolis, yeah, in Indiana. Check your work. Check your work. That's all I'm saying. Check your work.
0: Google Minneapolis, Indiana. <laughs> see
5: if there is such a place. Yeah.
2: And see what see if it exists. <laughs> yeah, it's just
5: not a good. Plan. I know people think. You- t- oh, sorry. <clears throat> what? People so think many what? times you tell people Minneapolis, and they think you say Indianapolis.
0: I'm I like, know
8: they do. No,
5: just because of the
0: Indy 500. I have actually seen envelopes addressed to Mindianapolis.
8: Mindianapolis. Mind- Mind- Mindianapolis. <laughs> yeah. The
0: very actually, famous
8: city.
2: <laughs> my buddy Joe Hager, smoking Joe, back in the day, worked him at 1500 KSTP, got a letter from a friend of his back in uh, Camden, New Jersey. And the letter, he got the letter, too, which is amazing. And it's because <laughs> the zip code was right. It's the only reason he got it. But it was Joe Hager... Blah 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 address. Twin Cities, Missouri.
5: <laughs> Twin Cities, Missouri. Yeah.
2: Yes. Twin Cities, Missouri. Both of
5: those are correct. Well, what even what where would they send a letter to Twin Cities, Minnesota?
7: <laughs> like I don't if you even know. did Twin There's Cities, a lot of Minnesota. In there. Yeah,
5: like what yeah. where would where would that end up? And you and you wonder why they had to do zip codes. <laughs> yeah. Why yeah. did this they have to what? do zip codes? Twin Cities, Missouri. What? Oh my god. <laughs> well,
2: it was a cold December morning when the Minnesota Twins No, no that would be, a Gulf, no, <laughs> and that'd be not the Vikings December. It'd be something <laughs> And it's not December But other than that, what was that guy's name again? Don What was his name? Oh, the, the, uh, Don the old NFL film oh. Nope, I actually was going to replace him on NFL films but then they said I had to come to Philadelphia every week to record it and I said forget it <laughs> wow! I'll never forget that. I'm, yeah, they wanted me to fly to Philadelphia. NFL Films is be, or it used to be based in Philadelphia. I don't know oh, if it's horrible is. for you, but yeah. So <laughs> basically, it will, will be on the air eight hours a day, and then fly to Philadelphia every Friday night.
0: Work harder.
2: No, oh, yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I've been to that place. That's a beautiful location. That's what I hear. I hear it's absolutely they gorgeous. They got a great campus. Yeah, if it
11: was. It was a different era, and you could do it out of your basement studio or whatever. You would have been the voice of NFL Films.
2: Yeah, that is true. That it was true, <laughs> I would, I, and I would have loved being a voice of the NFL, of NFL uh, NFL Films because I I never missed that show. Was it uh, Steve? Was it Steve Sabo? Yeah, so, yeah uh, Sable,
1: well, yeah. the original guy was John Thomas, <laughs> Ralph Augustine, James. Uh, <laughs> He's got too many damn names. Who? It was John Thomas Ralph Augustine James Facenda? or Fikenda? Oh, John
2: Facenda. That's exactly Facenda. who it was. John Facenda. Yep. Oh, okay. What's with all the extra names? Was he I trying to know.
8: outname
1: me? I, go- I Googled him. And, like, <laughs> that's his whole name. John Thomas Ralph Augustine James Facenda. Oh,
11: Imagine yeah, that right. on
0: a jersey. <laughs>
11: He's trying to honor a lot of grandparents and uncles in that name. Right? <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Kostaki.
0: <laughs> I gotta tell you something cute. You know, you, you sent your Christmas card here? Yeah. Thank you oh, very God. much. Very cute card. So <laughs> Fawny, who's three and a half, sees the card and she says, Who are these people? So we told her who you guys were. And she says, I I would like to take this card home with me and hang it up by my bed. <laughs>
2: She took your yep. cart and took, hanging by your bed. She took
11: that's your Christmas
5: cart.
2: Yep. That's
11: a great follow-up oh. to who are these people.
5: Yeah. She's like, I love them, and I want them near me yeah. while I sleep. I'm going to take I, this I'm like, okay. <laughs> yep. So
0: you're a smash hit with the toddler
7: set. Yeah. yeah. I, that's Freestyle
11: great. great. I, uh, I'm sure all the credit is due to the little ones. Particularly that was the so
7: funny. Ones. Yeah. Uncle yeah. Kostaki.
2: Yeah. That's all I know. She Uncle Kostaki. Yeah, she
0: looked at it and she just got like the starstruck <laughs> kind of look <laughs> on her face. She's like, I need this oh, in my God, life. was so funny. She's a it's weird. She's got kit. texture, right? There's some layers <laughs> to that
11: card. You can. You know, I guess. Got family? You're outside? You've got some Christmas
5: lights? Well, this is also coming from a kid that, when asked yesterday if she had a good day at school, she said no. And I said, why? And she said, it's because I pooped my pants.
8: Well, which, that's perfectly right. Now. Which
7: she
5: did not poop her pants. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
7: She just. She responds to every question she's... with some form of poop or with farts poop. or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poop and farts are big for her.
0: Yeah. Didn't she tell your friend Michael that he's got poop-colored hair and poop-colored lips or something? Eyes.
5: Poop-colored eyes. eyes. He has brown hair and brown eyes. Yep. So she's a classic. She's a uh... special
0: girl.
2: Last <laughs> act all the way, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Yeah. Now, let's not that's undermine the
11: original compliment that she wants my family to her
0: bed. Yeah, so. yeah so that's
2: exactly right. <laughs> yeah, let's not undermine <laughs> that. No, you're absolutely right.
5: Some of her decisions are good.
2: <laughs> well, not in a judgment of character, but other than that. No. <clears throat> <laughs> Moving forward. So, Uncle Kostaki, <laughs> do you have some quick steps for us this week? I do.
5: Congrats to the Vikings. How about that? <laughs> Woo.
2: Oh, my. Oh, I couldn't believe weird. it.
11: Couldn't believe wa- it. I didn't Saints. watch
5: it, but, you know.
11: The Saints have had some tough losses. You might even say a bounty of them. That's It's a, it's a lot. Oh,
2: losses.
11: baby. <laughs> I like it. I It was great. I was rooting for the Vikes. I, I thought it was awesome. Uh, now you guys go to San Francisco. Hey, if the Falcons can go there and win, certainly the Vikings can. You
8: yeah, right? that's true. Uh,
11: the Saints have asked the NFL to cancel the playoffs going forward and just end the season on the standings after Week 17. That, that would work yes. way better for them. <laughs> they've, they've had a tough run in the playoffs. Uh Minnesota didn't miss any field goals or extra points in a playoff game. There's your Minneapolis miracle. That's, that's nice. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's true. Yeah.
11: sure. Vikings were in head-to-toe purple. What are they, 1995 Steve Harvey in a comedy club? <laughs> like, what does that look like?
2: No, they were actually funny. Thank you very purple much. Purple
5: pants, purple
2: hat, purple <laughs> shoes, purple shirt.
5: They had everything. Really yep. dedicated to the color.
2: <laughs> the
11: Vikings won. I hope they made enough money. Uh, to make their helmet shiny like the rest of the league. How can you have one matte finish out of 32? That's not... <laughs> <laughs> not
2: Minnesota, uniform. baby. It bugs me. Bugs Did you pay Didn't you pay your bills?
11: <laughs> I have a window that won't close, and there's a car driving by.
2: <laughs> there's police car driving by I with have... your name on it. <laughs>
11: We, we have one window that the crank just broke out. We have these old-fashioned windows with the little crank. We live in this really cool mm-hmm. place, but it's, it's got some old building trappings. I love uh, it. I forget what you call these. What do you call case windows? Is that right? Anybody know? Yes. The, the ones do.
0: that you crank out? Yeah, casement windows. Casement, <laughs> Not double hung. That's
11: the word. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Uh, you're welcome. The Vikings have a player named Andrew <laughs> Pendejo. Yep.
0: That is yes, awful they
11: do. close to Pendejo, right?
2: Yes, I, it's really close. This,
11: this kid grew up in San Antonio. How did he survive middle school? He, this is the Spanish. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's right. I, I, that must have been a tough, <laughs> tough, tough run in a in a Texas town. Uh, but we're bearing the lead here. The Patriots are done. They're they're gone. They're out of the playoffs. <laughs> so happy! Yeah. I'm going to Disneyland. Uh
3: so I gotta Shame ask Kong, you. I gotta Lynch ask you. Dead.
11: I really think that the dynasty is <coughs> over. The current incarnation of the dynasty is gone yep. forever.
2: It's yep, over. Really? it is Why? it's over. Very because aged
11: Tom Brady was not good enough to get deep into the playoffs this year, and it was some of that was on him. And he ain't gonna get better mm-hmm. next year, and he might not even play on that team next year. Mm-hmm. Doesn't sound way, like it
2: Sounds gone. he's going somewhere else. Yep.
11: I, I'm I'm thrilled. That game was fun to watch. Finally, some video of an opposing team that Belichick won't want to watch. Oh,
8: <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. go.
11: He's going to hate watching this game again. Oh, I was praying during the game in my best Ricky Bobby voice. Please, baby Jesus, help them Titans beat those some bitches.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Ricky Bobby. Oh.
3: oh God, you're
2: a disaster. <laughs>
11: <laughs> you don't get enough Ricky Bobby references like you used to. Yep. Uh, no, that's true. Bring that's them back.
5: True. Do more of that. <laughs>
11: but Tom Brady throwing a pick six in Foxborough to end their playoff oh, and the dynasty God. forever. Oh, that's fantasy football. It was so scrumpy yeah. to behold. <laughs> I love you have to it.
2: change your underwear or anything? God, it sounds like you were <laughs> in your pants.
11: Uh, I had to get out of my underwear and celebrate. All right.
2: God, thank you. Thanks so much for that.
8: I really Uh, appreciate it. Carson
11: Wentz knocked out with a concussion. Poor Wentz. He misses more playoff games than the Browns, this guy. Oh! Like a a one-man Cleveland. He's never there in January. He gets hurt a lot. Enter Josh McCown. Even Jason Witten was like, McCown's still in the league? How old is that guy? Yeah, he's been, around, he's been around a long time. What, Joe Biden wasn't available? Who's the third stringer, Bernie Sanders? This guy's old. <laughs> <He's... God. laughs> McCown's old. The good news for him, the kickoff was at 440, so he could still have dinner before the game. That's nice.
2: Ooh, I love it.
11: It's wonderful. <laughs> this, this is McCown's 17th season. The Eagles are his, his 11th team in the NFL. Are we sure he's not a narc just, like, traveling around looking for <laughs> –
8: Oh. Steroids
11: or something.
2: Oh, I like it.
11: The Bills are up sixteen, nothing, and lost. Oh, Chernobyl God. is now oh. suing the Bills because melting down is their thing. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I dusted off this old ditty. Uh, the Bills look great early and bad late, like Lindsay Lohan at an open bar. Uh, the uh, and the and the pairing you got to do the pairing. The Texans look terrible early and great late, like Cher on a show day. See, because she was, she was <laughs> Cher.
2: He, like she was. <laughs> he just
3: mumbles his way out <laughs> <of it>.
2: <laughs>
11: <laughs> Bills mafia travels well. About a third of the Houston stadium was uh, Bills fans. Gee, I wonder how they could lure Bills fans out of Buffalo in January. Seems.
8: So nice, there. <laughs> lovely yeah. weather they're having.
11: Their quarterback, Josh Allen, made some questionable decisions. He made more bad decisions than Louis C.K. I guess, I think he invented Ooh. the thirty-eight step drop in this game. Well, there were some. There were a couple of really bad plays. Uh, breaking news: Jason Garrett fired. Sorry, that's neither breaking or news. That's the longest yeah, that's firing well. in the history of firing.
2: Uh, yeah, well it took like a week to fire the guy.
11: I know. Every day. It's like, Jason Garrett's gone, we think, but not we're not sure. We probably will let you know if it happens. All right. You're good at this kind of stuff, Tom. I have a, uh, a super fun fact followed by a very short quiz. You ready?
2: Okay. I'm ready.
11: Seven of the eight final teams this year are different from the eight final teams last year. First of all, that's astounding, right?
2: That is wild. It absolutely is. Jeez.
11: There's, that's amazing. There's only one eight teams that were team left at this that's... point last year. Seven of them are different. What? Weird.
2: Right?
8: Yeah.
2: What mm-hmm. is the one
11: common team that made
2: the Final Eight these past two years? Not Seattle. Is it Seattle? No. No, it's not Seattle because they, they they were not good last year. Were they? It was not the Vikings, it was not uh, San Francisco. Right? God Green not Bay, the Patriots.
11: It's not the Cowboys.
2: It's is, not it, the is it the Green Bay Packers?
11: Uh, no, Packers weren't in the final eight last year. God, who
2: was? Who was it?
11: It was the Kansas City Chiefs.
2: Oh my God! There you go.
11: Listen to this That's list. a team last that's coming final up. Final eight: Chiefs, Colts, Chargers, Patriots, Cowboys, Rams, Saints, Eagles. Only one of those man. made it. This year, Wild. This year, Titans, amazing. Texas, Ravens, Vikings, Seahawks, Packers, Niners, Chiefs.
4: It's crazy.
2: Hmm. It is crazy. indeed. Lo- That's lot a fun of turnover.
4: fact. Hope fun brings fact. eternal for all of
11: us who have been rooting for crummy teams. <laughs> <laughs> you, never, you never know. Uh, speaking of crummy teams, let's close on a Browns joke. It's almost tradition. Uh, the Browns did not have one winning season this decade. Just let that sink in. Oh, like in, in, God. in 10 years, oh. they didn't have a single winning season. Flip Bones had a better decade than the Browns. <laughs> the Polar Ice Caps had a better decade. Grab Ass had a better 10 years.
8: Yeah, sure did. I
11: bet, yeah.
5: Than most yeah. things, really.
11: <laughs> Blockbuster Video had a better decade than the Browns did. Oh, there's, <laughs> oh, one, poor left, <laughs> there's <got> one left. baby. <laughs>
0: Blockbuster.
2: There is. There's one left somewhere, but I don't know where it is. I,
0: that I, for
11: some reason, I have that fact in my head, too. Why do they keep one open? Is it some...
2: Is
8: I think it's in Oregon, if cast? I remember. Is there Just one that's
5: profitable Nostalgia. Somehow?
2: I don't know. I, I don't get it. Low they, rent. They
11: still have a board that makes decisions about the one store.
2: <laughs> <laughs> one? Say, listen, do you think we should still be renting videos? No? Okay, well. We're
5: going to do it mind. anyway. Never mind.
11: My wife and I, many years before we met, used to go to the same Blockbuster video store in L.A. What? Yeah, we met in New oh.
8: York several
11: years later. How cute. We used to go to the same Blockbuster video store at about the same time frame. It's crazy, right?
0: Only difference is you were in the porno section and she was doing <laughs> rom-coms. <laughs> what? <are you> gonna...
5: <laughs> Maybe it was in rom com. You don't
8: know nothing about me.
5: Maybe she was in porno, Mom. <laughs> Could be. Could They be. don't even have
2: pornos at Blockbuster, No, they do, they? do not. No.
5: They didn't.
0: They didn't have <clears> a didn't back room. So. I thought. No. In, in new. Yeah. Sure. No. Not no. Blockbuster
11: Video no. videos. They never do. do because,
5: the other ones. Yeah. The, oh, the other, other more ones.
11: independent ones sometimes had a back room with the with with those crazy like the. Remember Wendy's used to have those little things you would walk through that hang down, you know, like a curtain, but they're just
8: beads. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Right.
5: I went to one in New York City once and I bought two, like, normal movies and I threw them in the garbage because I was like, they're tainted with disgusting sperm hands. Sperm hands. Sperm yeah. hands, Great. Yeah. Mom. Great, Mom. Thanks so yeah. much for that. That's what? fantastic.
0: That's
8: mm-hmm.
5: Sorry. Okay. So it came to my mind. Sperm, sperm hands. hands. Of course it did. Why wouldn't it?
8: How'd you become Ooh, a millionaire? Anyway. Well, let's not disparage these sexual
2: yes. activities. <laughs> Dear God, Kostaki, <laughs> I just got a—I just—I got a text message for you. You ready? <laughs> Are you, you ready? Te-
11: you got a text message for me? Yeah. yeah. Oh. You Ready? Is this from the three-year-old who is, is complimenting? No, you no, <laughs> no,
2: not, <laughs> It Has nothing to do with poopy-colored hair. Oh, okay. yeah. Tell us, yeah. So I've got that. Yeah, you do. Let. Let Kostaki know that Melly and I are looking forward to when he comes to Louisville, Kentucky.
11: Oh, nice. So apparently, I know that guy. So I'll s- see. He, he's great. He always wears a Viking jersey so I can spot him and make fun of him.
2: <laughs> well, there you go. I'm very happy for all of you. That's a wonderful bit of news right there.
7: <sighs>
11: you got fans all over the place, Tom.
2: No, it's you, Uncle Kastaki, with the with the Christmas card up on the three-and-a-half-year-old's <laughs> wall.
0: It was just so funny. <laughs>
2: she was so excited to have your picture. It was like, oh, my God. You don't know him, do you? <laughs>
11: <laughs> She's throwing off my uh, the average age of my demo by, by dramatic <laughs> mark. <laughs>
0: hey, everybody's needing a younger audience, so. That's right.
2: Exactly. <laughs> how are we doing that demo birth to six? Yeah, Yeah, great. uh, You're you're huge.
11: This is the best news I've ever heard for my demo.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, what the hell?
11: Well, go Vikings. I think they got a real shot. I think the Vikings are one of those teams that uh, they got good defense, they got a good running game, you get the good cousins, right? You get a couple things fall your way, they could win the whole thing. You never know. (laughs)
2: I did hear one of the local sports stations uh, guy say, well, let's be honest. Kirk Cousins is one of the best quarterbacks in all of football. Hmm. I'm like, oh, my God. He went from the absolute worst to the absolute best in one game. Yeah,
11: okay. slow down a little bit. Yeah, right.
2: Yeah. Dial it back.
11: I there wonder
0: you. if you were the only person that was angry that they won the game. It's day, nice. <laughs> He's like... Goddamn Vikings, they they win when they're not supposed to and lose when they're supposed to Well, exactly. Win. <laughs> it's frustrating.
8: <laughs> That's right.
2: Well, you, you have to remember one thing about that game. It looked like three times that New Orleans had salted the game away with a fumble recovery for a touchdown and a this for a touchdown. And, that. and it kept getting called back, and it should have been called back because Dalvin Cook's uh, his knee was down, there's no doubt, so it should have been called back. But I thought, right. I knew they were going to lose this game, damn it. Wait a minute, they didn't lose the game because his knee was down. <laughs> I, I just am so used to being a Viking fan who, well, you're a Falcons fan. You know exactly what Same I'm deal. talking about. Yep. Yep. Same deal right
11: there. Yep. You're almost annoyed that you have to stay emotionally
2: invested for one more week. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's exactly what she's talking about. You got me another week, you bastards. <laughs> all right, young man, we'll talk to you next week. I'll be rooting for the Vikings. Let's discuss it all next week. Thanks, guys. Sounds great. Thanks a Thanks. Saki.